opponent. How difficult is it to attack Chef Poilievre when you're down in the polls, there's Alexa. open dissent in your caucus, some people are calling for the Prime Minister's head, so how difficult does that make your job? So we are in a very precarious position in this country. We need political change, but we also need the resolve to resist. Well, welcome back to another episode of Stand on Guard. I hope you enjoyed that opening clip. That was our environment and climate change minister, the very feeble Stephen Gilboa. And you can see exactly how incompetent that man is when he doesn't have a script in front of him. My God, that's embarrassing to watch. He just is so used to softball questions from the compliant press corps in Ottawa that when he gets faced with some really tough questions by some independent media, and my old friend Julie Van Dusen was there from CPAC, and she does ask tough questions, always has, and I admire that about Julie. She was always a tough journalist. Didn't matter who was in power. She always asked tough questions. That's what journalists should do. But Gibo is so hopeless, so pathetic as a minister that he just was fell apart during this news conference. And what did the Joker do? He goes to Quebec City and crashes the Conservative Party convention because he says, well, they should have liberal observers here. Well, no, they don't have to have liberal observers there. Why would they? Why should they? Yeah, they've done it in the past. Then it doesn't mean they have to do it now. Why would you want liberal observers there nattering about in the background, talking to the media about how the Conservative Party is so far right, it can't win the next election. It's going to have to move to the center. It's going to have to moderate its policies. And that polyev is scary. So Gilbo decides to go to the convention himself and present himself. Disaster, folks. Absolute disaster. He showed exactly how bad he is when he doesn't, as I say, have a script, the talking points in front of him. And he's not getting those nice, easy questions. Or he's done a question period already with the response in front of him. But believe, believe it or not, you know, he probably thinks he did a great job. Let's watch some of this because it is fascinating. The world. If every Canadian were to give up their cars and shut their electricity off, it would make no difference compared to what China and other big powerhouses are. So why are you content putting Canadians into energy poverty when it doesn't even solve a global problem? Um, if you look at what's happening in Canada, Canada is a success story when 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 looking at investment in in clean technologies. In fact, Alberta is is a, is a Canadian. All right, I'm going to end it there. I'm not going to say much more because Gibo hangs himself. But did he answer the question? No. He talks about, oh, these clean energy jobs are worth so much money. It's all BS, of course. It's all taxpayer money. And he stutters and stammers. He can't even get through a sentence. This is a man who's entirely incapable of doing a job, doing a real job. This is why he was a Greenpeace activist for most of his life. Pulling stunts, getting arrested, making a fool of himself. That's all he's ever been. And that's what he is now. He's a minister of stunts. Canadian store is a Canadian success story when, when looking at investment in, 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 clean, in clean technologies and renewable energy. 70% of the investments we've seen in the last year uh, in renewable energy has been in, in Alberta. I, I find it 
baffling that um, the premier would would put a, a stop to 30 billion dollars worth of clean technology investment in her in, in her province. Canada is an energy powerhouse, and if 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 I if I can go to China, if I can go to India, and say we all have to work together to fight climate change because we're all in this together, it's because we're doing our, our homework here. We're doing what we need to do to tackle climate change and and climate pollution. Okay, one comment here. One comment. This is the ass who just went to China because he's a member of a Communist Party-controlled environmental committee. Does he think he's going to twist the arm of China that's producing one-third of the greenhouse gases in the world today? He's going to do it, is he? He's going to, redu he's going to make China reduce their greenhouse gas emissions. He's going to make them play the game with him, is he? Yes. Do you take the man seriously? No, I don't either. Is a Manchurian candidate. And for people who don't understand the expression, I'm not talking about the movie, I'm referring to somebody. Okay, quick introduction here. This is former Liberal MP Dan McTeague. A lot of you probably saw my interview with Dan uh, a couple of weeks, uh, oh, two weeks ago. He's now the president of Canadians for Affordable Energy. He's a common sense guy. He's nobody is more critical of the Trudeau government. And well, who is he talking about here, here, just in case you're not getting it? He's talking about Stephen Gilbeau. And just listen to what this former liberal MP from the greater Toronto area talks about. It's a useful idiot by another country to come out and spout these things off. He is a Marxist, and there's no doubt that his comments and his reputation, anybody who's done a bit of research on this man, will come to the quickly the conclusion he's the last person you should have in Parliament, much less as a minister. And his jetting off to another country, where I come from, in my generation of liberals, that would be considered seditious and potentially treasonous. Uh, you heard him say it. Sedition and treason. He said the words. And this is a former liberal MP talking about a man he calls a Marxist and a Manchurian candidate and a useful idiot. Very good. Bravo, Dan. Now, the laws on those are very, very vague and very, uh, very specific in, in terms of what constitutes that. But... He did not disclose these things prior to. And the very mere fact that media is not playing into this and understanding the implications is extraordinarily dangerous. He's not there to convince China that they should use less. If he were willing to do that, he'd be going and saying, hey, we've got a lot of natural gas to offer you and you can use that as a substitute to coal. Instead, he's going there to get a good pat in the head and try to pretend that he's going to hurt Canada while uh, giving China a pass. There's a, this is wrong on a number of fronts. And the mere fact that we have far less any authority looking into this, the mere fact the Privy Council office would allow something like this to happen in the PMO, well, this is on Trudeau. This is the same party that has corrupted our democratic process by permitting the Chinese to manipulate it. And I agree with those out there, say maybe other countries, Iran in particular, because we have a number of people who have received uh, donations and uh, been uh, done, done very well here in the GTA via you know money coming from the, in, uh, from the Iranian regime. Uh, that aside, this is a very dangerous precedent. The fact that it's being given a pass uh, is, is, in my view, appalling. Far more appalling than any issue I see in this country. Where is the public inquiry that has been demanded? Where is the public inquiry to restore the integrity of our institutions? Perhaps you have to be a, a contributor to the Liberal Party to become a, a, a judge in this country. But that aside, this situation with Mr. Gibo, uh, I think, spells... Uh, you know, what is wrong and why our country and its institutions are on a precipice of collapse that will put Canada in a position that no one thought possible 10, 15 years ago. 
and that's joining the third world in terms of its rank as it been in a republic. Hey, that's a damn good summation from Dan McTeague, isn't it? And he, and he says, he reiterates what I said, that China is not going to have their arm twisted to stop producing greenhouse gases. And if Gibo was the least bit serious, as Dan says, he'd be selling them natural gas. Canada would be selling them natural gas. It's a clean form of energy. But he's not prepared to do that because he hates natural gas too. All he's into is solar panels and windmills. This man is really out of his mind. And he wants to sentence you, as a Canadian, to be living in a cave without heat, unable to drive your car, and unable to fly to see your loved ones or take a vacation in an aircraft because it's going to be grounded. That's Gilbo's vision for the future. It's a new dark age. It's a new stone age. That's Gilbo's vision for the future. And I think Dan su summarizes this very well when he talks about the craziness, the idiocy of these Trudeau environmental policies that are going to bring catastrophe to this country, and they've got to be stopped. Let's get another view of Gibo here. There's just so much more of this incompetent minister. Did you ask your colleagues on the Chinese Communist Party Climate Committee whether or not they would quit interfering in Canadian democracy, or did you leave that alone? I have spoken with human rights uh, issues when I when I when I was in in, in China uh, just last week. I Canadian have democracy. Prochaine question. Do you have any actual data to back up what you're doing? Prochaine question. Or is it all just whatever the government of China tells you to do? Do you take money from the government of China yourself? How do you not see the conflict of interest that is coming out of this? Catherine McKenna had the same, but you're the only one bold enough to actually do anything with that conflict of interest. You're letting China off the hook for decades at the expense of moms and dads who can't keep their house warm because you've made food so unaffordable, rent so unaffordable, and energy so unaffordable that they are going to freeze to death this winter if they haven't been burned alive by a forest fire that you've ignored. Hey, pretty sociable guy, eh? Well, that was Keenan Bext, my friend, a fellow journalist from the Counter Signal, and he was actually in PEI with the liberals retreated, literally retreated to have a retreat because they just wanted to get away from all the protesters. But they couldn't find a place without some independent journalist to ask some questions. And of course, Gibo had nothing to say because I'm above the fray and I don't need to answer your questions. I am a minister. Somehow they've got this backwards, don't they? Minister is defined and at least connotes that you're serving you minister to people, you're serving them. These guys have it the other way around. They think that you as a Canadian, as you as a taxpayer are serving them. That's the way they see this. And you can see his attitude there is just arrogance, supercilious attitude of get out of here. I don't need to talk to you, a journalist. I don't need to talk to the press. I'm a minister. I'm part of the Trudeau government. We don't do that sort of thing. We don't answer tough questions. We don't we don't get attacked on our policies. We don't allow that to happen because frankly, we don't give a damn. And that's what the Liberal Party is. Let's let's watch some more of this because believe me, it's it's funny. Okay, what are you going to do here? to turn things around for the government? The government is running behind in the polls. Uh, the Tories are out fundraising you at the Liberal Party of Canada. Uh, what are you guys going to do to turn things around? Are you worried? And is being here a kind of a sign of desperation? 
We're here because contrary to convention that we have in, in Canada, during our, our own convention uh, last, last spring, we invited all political parties to come as observers. This was denied to us here. Uh, in fact, it was denied to all political parties, not, 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 not just the Liberals. And as you know, even some media were denied, were denied access to, 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 to coming here. So um, I, I think that that's, why, that's why we're here. Because Are you worried? Are you worried about the Conservatives? No. Yeah, well, he's worried. Shows the conservatives gaining ground, increasing their lead. And as as we've heard many people say, the liberal support is cratering. It's going south. It's going through the floor because of Justin Trudeau and because of idiot ministers like this who think they're above controversy, who think they're above being questioned, who think they're above public scrutiny. They don't believe in that. How difficult is it to attack Chef Poilievre when you're down in the polls, there's open so. dissent in your caucus, some people are calling for the Prime Minister's head, so how difficult does that make your job? Frankly, uh, it's very easy to attack Yapolyev on, on, on the environment. Uh, a, someone who claims to be a political leader in 2023 who does not even believe in climate change, who does not believe that we should be doing anything about climate change, who accused me of, of being uh, the source of some of the force fires we've, we've seen. I suppose that environmentalists are also responsible for tropical storms that we're seeing. You know that for the first time in history this year, we're having Category 5 hurricanes in all seven water basin of, of the world. We've yeah, yeah, it must be climate change. Of course it's climate change. Anything that happens is automatically a result of climate change. Yeah, and the forest fires? BS, BS, Gilbo. Nothing to do with climate change. If it was, how come it, they all end at the border? How come all these fires end at the border? And how come so many arsonists have been arrested, including yesterday, a man from Montreal was arrested for setting fires in northern Quebec? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Never seen that. I suppose that environmentalists are, are responsible for that as well. The floodings in, in Nova Scotia, is it environmentalists' fault? Uh, ice storms? I mean, it's, it's, it's really easy to attack Pierre Bollier. He, 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 yet, yet again, yesterday, he, he falsely claimed that, uh, that uh, Ottawa is working to take away Quebecers' money to send it to Ottawa on, on carbon pricing. This is false. The Quebec government has its own system. They've had their own system for years, and, and Ottawa allowed them to keep their system because it's a very robust system. I actually worked on that system when I was in the environmental movement here in, in Quebec. So false claims, um, denying science. I mean, we've, we've played in that movie before. Okay, who's making the false claims? You arguable. You're a liar because you said the oil and gas industry receives subsidies from the federal government. Not true. You make everything up as you go along. You, you insist wildfire is a result of climate change without a shred of evidence. And now it's every hurricane that comes along is a result of climate change. You say Pierre Pauly was a climate change denier. He doesn't deny there's climate change going on. He says, is a carbon tax going to make any difference? And obviously, with 60 cents on every liter that we're filling up with as a carbon tax, it's obviously doing no good. Is it? Their carbon tax is useless. All it is is a tax grab. And it's not stopping any climate change. It's not stopping the forest fires, if forest fires are a result of climate change. And nothing in your little equation adds up, Gilbo. Nothing adds up.
All you're after is more money, and all you're after is to advance your environmental extremism, your environmental agenda, which is death for Canadians, ultimately, because we're going to freeze and we're going to starve. And we're not going to be able to travel. We're not going to be able to move. We're not going to be able to go to work because of your idiot policies. You're the one who is easy to attack. And you're the one who's going down with the Trudeau ship. And I tell you, there's not going to be a single lifeboat available for all of you ministers who are going down with that ship. So stop pretending. I tell you, Polyev wants to take the carbon tax. He wants to ax the tax. He wants to take it away because it is not just affecting the price of gas in your car or the heating of your house. It's affecting the price of food because it costs more money to ship food anywhere. It costs more money to grow food. And that's what this idiot, Gilbo, never seems to get. While he wages his private war against this mythical, catastrophic climate change that's going to happen in 10 years when the world ends, this is all nonsense. Most Canadians are more concerned about making their mortgage or their rent, putting food on the table, staying employed, being able to pay their bills and avoid bankruptcy. They don't have any starry-eyed ambition to stop all climate change tomorrow by giving up everything in their life to do so because they know that Canada produces 1.5% of the carbon emissions in the world, it ain't going to make any difference. If, in fact, there is anthropogenic climate change, it's not going to make any difference. Anyway, that's all the time we have today. Thanks for tuning in. Please subscribe, ring that bell, support this station. Let's beat Trudeau's censorship. Let's beat it. Thank you very much for watching. We did, we achieved tremendous numbers in our last broadcast. We're going to do so again today. We're going to do so every day because I'm bringing you the news that you need to hear. I've spent 30 years in journalism on all sides of the microphone, and I'm doing this now because I believe it's important. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll, we'll see you again next time. <laughs> Hi, this is David Creighton from Creighton's Right and Stand on Guard. Join the resistance, resolve to resist. Become a member of this station. I've been practicing journalism in one form or another for over 30 years. I've worked in print, radio, and television for a lot of prestigious publications and media outlets. I was an armed forces public affairs officer. I worked in Parliament Hill. I know how Ottawa works. I know how corrupt federal government can be. But you can play a part in opposing Justin Trudeau's government and Justin Trudeau's plans for Canada. You can become a part of the Creighton's Right Resistance. Now, I urge you today, please support this station in any way you can. Ring that bell, subscribe, because that ensures you're at least going to continue to be able to watch these episodes. You'll beat the algorithm. But more importantly, I need your financial support. I hate to ask, but that's what I'm doing. I made a decision to pursue independent media because I believed it was the best possible route for me to take. 
as a journalist and as a concerned citizen of Canada. So you can become a part of that. And at only $5, you can become a part of that on YouTube, on Substack, and with Buy Me a Copy, a one-time donation. But I need your support. And from the bottom of my heart, I thank you. If you've already done that, if you're already supporting the station, thank you. But if you haven't, make that decision today. 